Welcome to another week on Let's Get Real with Coach Menachem Show, Sunday Nights. Originally a Zoom interactive platform where we discuss real life scenarios with real live people. Hi everybody, welcome to tonight's Shir Erev Pesach with uh, Coach Menachem Berenfeld over here on the Let's Get Real uh, Zoom program we do every Sunday night. Tonight's Shir was Zoichet, I have official Shechta again for the second time. And um, it's a real big honor to have him here tonight. Tonight's Shir 99, right before we go before Pesach. And the Shemar after Pesach will be Shir 100, so we're looking forward. Again, I guess you for everybody who comes on every week to the program. This program is built by people that come on every week and listen, and they, they pass it around. They send the email to people. They put on the WhatsApp statuses. And it's really, it's an unbelievable chizik, and we appreciate it. And uh, it's a sikhis chaverim, that's what we call it. So shkoyach for putting it. Anybody who wants to get the, the WhatsApp uh, flyers, please WhatsApp me at 848-525-0066. Again, that's 848-525-0066. Um, if you want to get the flyers from Coach Menachem, you can go to Coach Menachem Bernfeld's website, menachembernfeld.com. You can sign up to get the weekly flyers every week from Coach Menachem. For people that are watching this 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 video later on on, on the YouTube, you can click on the subscribe button or the like button. And um, every week, when we put up the share around two o'clock in the morning Monday, you can watch every single week and uh, get the chizik from it. Again, we start off every week um, with uh, thanking all the sponsors that promote us on all the the advertising channels, the Lakewood Scoop here in Lakewood, Robbie and Yaniv from Chazak for promoting us on the Chazak channels. Ellie and Ariel from Five Town Central started writing over the shiurim bekitzer. So um, put it posted on their site. So we appreciate that as well. Special to thank you to Chayla Kaufman and Shmuel Summer from JC and the Jewish Content Network for always promoting us on all the Jewish platforms. The Coach Menachem Show is collaborating with OK Clarity to bring health and wellness to the Jewish community around the globe. OK Clarity is the online platform for mental health support in the Jewish community. OKClarity.com, you'll find the best therapists, coaches, nutritionists. Engage in forums and stay inspired. Menachem will email us the show and get all the links. For all the people that are watching this, we started this recently. It's not for official Shachter, but all the other therapists that come on, anybody who watches any of the show with the therapist, you can get CE credits for mental health professionals. Actually, you get credits for your thing, which is unbelievable. So if anybody is a therapist and wants to get credits for watching the Shurim, please, uh, you could go to corewellceu.com slash get real, or you can email them at support at corewellceu.com. Again, if anybody's here the first time, every Sunday night at 9.30, we have these unbelievable Shurim, 99 of them that's from tonight. Mamish world renowned Magad comes. We have therapists, and it's been unbelievable. And uh, we have Arne Echfried, who's uh, one of the Maschilim of the Shir. And we started doing a Gamatria every night for the Shir, Rabbi Shachter. And we started recently doing a Gamatria. So since you Shir 99, we came up with the, with the Gamatria for tonight's Shir. We're getting ready for the Yoim Gadol. Yoim Gadol is Gamatria. Mm -hmm. Wow, wow, wow. That's, that's, we waited. We, we, you know, when you came on the first time, it was for that. Now we had to wait to 99 for, for tonight's Shir to make it work. For coming on again. Let's start off with Coach Menachem. Menachem, what are we here? Pesach. Let's, I thought you'd be scrubbing the kitchen. Why are we here tonight? That's right. Shkoyach. Welcome, everyone. Yes, you know, everybody is busy in their own way, and you take a few minutes off to try to get back to focus. What are we working for? Whatever it is, whether it's scrubbing or preparing, whatever it is, to understand what are we looking for. And um, it's interesting, Pesach is, is, is Azman, we're looking for Azman Khair Senu. 
And many people, when, when it comes to Pesach, they look forward, they, they love it, they enjoy it, and it's uh, positive with the family, and um, they can give over the the Mesoira, the Muna Betachen, which is Moedik. However, there are some, when they hear the word Pesach, it's, uh, it's, it's a little bit heavy. They, they're not sure, you know, what it looked like to say that when they grew up, maybe, or where they have to go now. You're talking about in-laws and uh, getting along and families doing what you don't want to do or you do want to do and you get a little confused. So there are many out there and it's important to just be aware of where I am with my Pesach and uh, what, what it brings up and to see what we can, what, what we're looking for and what we can connect to so we can get out what Hashem wants from us in our situation. And many people would love to change many things in their life. And uh, if they would have the buttons to, they would maybe do it. But not always can we change our external. So we're looking a little for a little bit physic. I just had an inter interesting uh, thought. They, they say you have to, you put on the, the, the white kittle and there's an Indian to drink red wine. And it, it, it adds to the, to, the, to the anxiety, like a beautiful kittle from the, from the cleaners, and here you go with the red one. Right in the beginning, it shouldn't get dirty. They should have said you should wear a black kittle with a light color wine and shalom uh, Israel. I think cheres is something in the mind which it's okay. It, you know, in the beginning we feel that we don't want. To, who knows what could happen? But we know many stories. As you know, the table flipped over, and the the matzahs broke. You know, certain things have to go the way we want, but real cheres is when we could say, I did mine. This is what Hashem wants from me. And now I'm here. Whatever comes up, it is a hard avoider. So, Baruch Hashem, we had this chus to have with us tonight, Rabbi Shechter. And uh, tonight is the time to ask you questions, whatever it is, wherever you are, so you can get the right chizik. And Mitzvah Hashem, we should have a lot of siyatu d'shmaya. Thank you. For the beautiful opening, Rabbi Shekhar, let me just give a quick thing before you start. Um, again, tonight to share what really talking about to get chizik, how to elevate you and your children's Pesach, making Yantiv a little more meaningful and enjoyable. So this is, uh, you know, covered Pesach. I think we're going to have a lot of questions tonight, and feel free to ask. Uh, before we start tonight, we're going to do tonight to share a schus of a good friend of mine who's here from Eretz Yisrael. I know for 15 years, he's going to have a surgery after Pesach, and he's going to have a big Moshe ben Yehudas, have a great refuge shalema. So he's a, he's a, he runs a tremendous coil with 500 plus people. Mamish people learning Yom of Alayla. So the schus for tonight's people, all the hundreds of people that are here tonight and the thousands of people that listen to it from the chizik, it should be for him. I also, wanted to, mention, I also wanted to mention I had a baby this week and uh, we got, I got a mazel tov. Menachem. Mazel tov. I forgot. You're right. Oh, yes, I forgot also. We, we, we finished the kids. Mazel tov. Mazel tov to Rebosher and his B'nai Bias from his daughter. Michal. Abigail. Abigail. Michal. Abigail Micha, you should see a lot of nachas gezintarai in the mitzvah. Oh my, and for those here tonight, we usually uh, end early. Uh, Rabbi Shechter, we're going to try to end tonight by 10:45, 10:50. So we're going to chop around. We're going to try to get through the questions and people that have questions to ask. So tonight, you know, because we're all cleaning for, for Pesach, mm -hmm. so it's good. We're going to end early. So Bashet. So let me just read Rabbi, Rabbi Shechter's bio for those who don't know him. Official Shechter is a highly acclaimed and much loved scholar, international lecturer, storyteller, and author. His witty, charming, warmth, and down-to-earth style continues to grab the attention and delight his multitudes of students. Among his many illustration projects, Rabbi Shechter is a Rebbe, Yeshiva Teredas in Brooklyn, New York. 
And Rabbi Shaka, it's a big source to have you here from before Pesach. We really appreciate that you agreed to come on. The floor is yours. Okay, Shkayach, the floor is yours. A lot of people saying that Pesach night, that the floor is theirs. That's where they are, right? They're on the floor. Okay, so this is the uh, second time that you've invited me. I once was invited to a place a second time. I told them I must have done something right if you're calling me back. They said, no, the way we look at it, we're going to keep calling you till you get it straight. So either way, I'm, I'm here. I heard, a, I don't know whose joke this is, okay? I'm not sure. I don't want to plagiarize, but uh, it's just, somebody said, you know, the whole issue, take the vaccine, don't take the vaccine, and and this, uh, this Yishalayim Dika, Yidala is up there and he's taking the vaccine. They said, don't take the vaccine. His other friend tells him, don't take the vaccine. He says, why not? He says, you know that Stuart mentioned has Bill Gates. There's someone Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and you know that they're in the vaccine. They're inserting chips and they're going to be able to follow you around and hear everything you say. He says, listen, I don't know. I'm taking my rough told me to take the vaccine. I'm taking the vaccine. I'm telling you, you want you're going to be monitored. You won't have a private moment in your life. I was told to take the vaccine. I'm taking the vaccine. He goes, he takes the vaccine. He walks out with a big smile, turns around, and he goes like this. Man, Mr. Gates, I'm making chastana next week, okay? So please, uh, in other words, uh, very good. He, he wants him to listen to him because if he's listening to him, you know, then uh, then uh, it'll, it'll it'll work. Okay. Um, the Rebbein Shalom doesn't have to inject um chips into us to hear us because he's physically giving us our existence. He's holding us up at any given moment. He's the Makar of our chiyas. And you don't have to turn and talk to your arm. The, the Rabbani Shalom uh, listens to you. There are a lot of questions you're going to have tonight about, uh, about the Seder. And I don't profess to have the answers. I think what's important about this 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 asifas chaveirim, this sichas chizuk is not so much answers, but it's questions. You put the questions on the table, and we say, "Look, Rabbi Shalom, you know you know the questions, right? We're we're trying to do our best. Pesach is tough. You know the story of the person, the kid that said, Manishtana, Laila's Laila's. He said, Dad, how come everything is so rich tonight? Normally we have nothing. Now there's the best food." And the father answers, that's why I'm going to be, oh, who knows how much money for who knows how long. Pesach takes a toll on us. It really, really does. And Pesach conjures up different uh, emotions and different feelings for everybody. And what's important about Pesach is that we understand the Rabbi Hashem knows exactly who you are. And the Rabbi Hashem knows what Pesach means for you. He knows what it meant for you last year. He knows what it means for you this year. He even knows what it'll mean for you next year. And we only have a certain amount of Pesachs, Pesachim, Pesachs in our lives. And each one is vitally important. They're going to be Pesachs. We're going to be proud. We're going to sit there with our family. We'll be moved to tears. Oh, he's so zizzed, the little kid saying, Manishtana. They're going to be Pesachs that we're challenged. And we're going to say, it's so hard. Yom Tov is so hard for me. Reb Chaim says <clears throat> that since Sheshis and Meberashis, there never were two Shmon Esres that were the same. That means every Shmon Esra you daven in your life is one, never was such a thing before since Bria Sa'alam, and never will be. Because your emotional state is constantly changing. The things in my life that are taking place are constantly changing. So the Marav I'm going to daven tonight or the Shachas I'm going to daven tomorrow morning for some of us these days, uh, tomorrow afternoon. But the, you know the guy that said, how dare the, how dare the Rosh Hashiva say I don't daven Mincha. It's the first thing I do when I wake up. But Al-Kalpanim, 
the, the shachris you're going to daven tomorrow morning is the only shachris in the world. This, this shachris, a couple of days before Pesach, whatever Ben Azmana means for you, wherever a person is, and we all are tested in different ways. You were never tested exactly the same way that you were till you, your age, who you are, your family situation, your financial situation, your emotional situation, your medical situation, your legal situation, whatever it is. It, the mix was never the same. It'll never be the same. It's constantly changing. And therefore, each Shmon Esrei is an opportunity, and each Seder is an opportunity. And even though it looks like in our lives there are so many ups and downs and ups and downs like a roller coaster, we're going to see at the end that there is a Seder. So Simon says Seder is called Seder is because as much as it looks like in your life, the things that just fly by night, I get whacked on my right side, and then I get whacked on my left side, and I get up and I get zets on my head, and it looks like I'm getting it from my parents, and I'm getting it from my kids, and I'm getting it from my mother-in-law, getting it from my father-in-law, getting it from my husband, I'm getting it from my wife. The big problem is you're getting it from yourself. Just understand there is a Seder. There, there's, there's a connection to it. Laila Kayoim Yair. You know, uh, Menachem mentioned about the kittel. Some people have a minute, they have a custom that they don't clean the kittel because some of our kittels do get a little red with wine. Happens. They, they don't clean the kittel till after Yom Kippur because they want to come in Yom Kippur with the red kittel. And I, I, I never saw anyone do it, but that's what they say. others. So I remember once I told my wife, don't clean the kittel. This was a particularly trying Seder. I want these wine spots to be there. Um, Yom Kippur. So my wife said, I don't mind the wine spots, but you also have the haroises and you have the fish and you have the you know what I mean? You have the chicken and you have the kugel. Like, so I guess this is what it's all about. We have to keep the wine and discern between one and the other. The Seder is challenging. It was meant to be challenging. Mashallah, a person's in an unbelievably dark room. And he's tripping over everything. What a crazy room. Who organized this? All of a sudden the lights go on and we say, oh, oh, the room is okay. And in our lives, it looks like it's so dark. We're stumbling from one place to the other. And suddenly, one day, a Kaddish Baruch Hu turns on the light and we're going to say, oh, it was perfect. Every up and down in our life draws the most gorgeous picture in the world. The picture of who we are, who our inner essence is. And the Seder gives us the Kayach to believe in it. And as a Shemiz Baruch, we're all looking forward. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Yes. We're going to take a poll first from the Ilum with two questions, and then we're going to do some questions. So we have a few live ones, and we have questions people sent in. Okay. We're good to 1045. Okay. Well, okay. Here's the two questions we're going to ask the Ilum. Everybody, please answer it. We just want to get a feeling from the crowd. Since COVID, how much has Pesach changed for you? Okay. It's three answers. Don't, don't choose choice four. First question is back to normal, no change. Choice two, I feel more excited and appreciative. Choice three, I miss that feeling of that amazing family time during COVID. Those are the three choices. Okay. Second question, when you hear the word Pesach, what's the first feeling that comes to you? Joyful, anxious, confused, and numb. When you hear the word the Pesach, let's say it again clearly. Listen carefully. Pesach, what's the first feeling, honestly, what you feel? Okay, in five seconds, and then uh, we'll discuss it, and then we'll jump into the questions. Do the live one first. We'll start off with the live one after the poll. Okay. Okay, five, four. Everybody's voting. Three, two, one. Okay. Rabbi Schechter, 45% yes. of people here tonight say they feel back to normal like nothing happened. 22% of people feel more excited and appreciative. 29% of people 
I miss the feeling that amazing family time. And somebody, two people press choice four. I don't even know what it is. But the, the, <laughs> so the, that's, what, that's what people are saying. It's just interesting to see that. Okay. Okay. And the second question is, when you hear the word Pesach, what's the first feeling that comes to you? 58% of people, first feeling is simcha. They feel joyful. 38% of people is anxious. Only 4% feel confused or numb. Some people are confused and numb all the time, even not before Pesach. Some people are happy all the time. No, <laughs> being happy all the time is really tough. Anyway. Okay. But so, it, it's understandable. It's understandable. We'll work with it. Okay. Okay. So the first person that's where I'm muting. Okay, you're on. Can I ask Rabbi Shachter a question? Hi, Rabbi Shachter. Thank you for taking my question. My pleasure. Uh, yeah. Um, basically, you know, I've been going through Pesach so many years and I'm a person that always wants to feel an internal change, wants to feel a connection to every Yom Tiv. And, you know, just the, all the preparation for Pesach always gets me excited. The night of the first Seder, I'm just excited whatever I'm doing. But internally, I always feel, you know, based on, you know, even all the shirim I listen to, there's so many different concepts and your studies attached to Pesach. I don't know which thing to, what I'm supposed to go with. There's a Muna, there's a Karasatoy, there's uh, being Mistapik Bamuat because you can't eat everything. And I just somehow feel after the first night, you know, I'm not in the mood of a second night staying up anymore. The excitement is gone and I'm just waiting for Pesach to end. And uh, I want to know- You could move to Etzisrael, you know that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I want to know, like, what's, how do I begin? I, I want to feel, how do I, I know there's something that I'm supposed to come out of Pesach. There's something, and I know there's many things, but where can I start and tap into the Kayach of Pesach? Okay, so first of all, I take one night at a time. I'll worry about the second night, the second night, and take the first night, the first night. Um, if the question is, Amuna, so you brought up a lot of good things. Amuna, Mestapik Bemuyet, Karas so I remember um, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky, the great Rosh Hashiva of Tarvadas, was in our camp Rashrag, and a friend of mine was the waiter, was a young waiter, he was so nervous, and he came to the Rosh Hashiva in the morning, and he asked the Rosh Hashiva by breakfast, he said, uh, does the Rosh Hashiva want cereal or eggs? And the Rosh Hashiva answered him, what's the contradiction? Like, why, why, why is it only one or the other? I said, what's wrong with all of it? I, I think in the Seder has multiple, uh, multiple positive in the Kudais that come out of us, and that's, that's why the Seder is the Seder. And uh, you can add to a munna and add to a karsatayv and add to the stopping leaf. The truth is they're all three the same. Because if you have a munna, then you have a karsatayv, right? If, 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 if someone has proper munna, he has a karsatayv. If we understand that a Kaddish Baruch is giving us life, that life is a gift, then you, you automatically have a karsatayv. And you're also stopping mumuyat because you're happy with life itself. If you assume that the world is coming, the world is coming to me and that's it, I... You know, I'm deserving of everything because I am who I am without trying to figure out how we came here and where we're headed. So you don't, you have no accords with that. But I think all of those midas are, are linked to each other. Um, as far as your question about the second night, when Chazal told us that in Chutzlaretz we have a second night, they knew that. They knew that the second night is going to be rough and tough. They knew that it's, it's hard to repeat it. I, I have some of that issue Hanukkah. How, how do you really, even though we're Moise Vahalech and we add Neiros, how do you really um, add on to it? How do you, how do you, how do you add more to it? Um, some people find the Seder night even more powerful because you're rested uh, during the day. Um, 
I, I, when you have a large family, you know, the, the, the guests are different sometimes the first, first day or the second day. Sometimes you want the guests uh, to be different. There, there are differences between the first night of Pesach and the second night of Pesach. The first night of Pesach is, is connected of Ramavinu, and that's an Indian of Chesed. And the second night is a night of Gvura. And Gvura is a Gibra Kavish Yitzray. And it means, it means doing what we have to do. Um, there's that famous story, somebody, the Chayz, I'll, I'll end with this, I won't just ramble on, but my father used to share with me that uh, the Chayz once told one of us to meet them, you had an amazing Seder, an amazing Seder, you can't, you don't know, the, the heavenly mer- gates of mercy opened up. He said, yeah, but the, Rebbe, the first Seder, I went to the mikvah a hundred times during the day. I said to him, I gave out so much tzedakah. I felt his sorrows. They felt like angels were carrying me. I felt like I had wings. You don't know how I sang. You don't know. I, I, I was on a different world. Second Seder, you know what I did? Went to sleep a few minutes because I was tired beforehand. I woke up 10 minutes before Chatzos. I said, oh no, oh no. I ran, I whined. I'm not some more. I have no time for Shulchan Aruch. I just mumbled through the whole of God that to beat the clock at Chatzos. Oh, what a mess. Like, Rebbe, I know you're telling me about my first Seder. What about my second Seder? So the Rebbe said, no, 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 no. The Seder that generated all that Rach Mishamayim was the second Seder. The first Seder, you really thought you're holy. I don't like that so much, Mishamayim. The second Seder was like, <laughs> I'm human. I fell asleep. Like, help me. I'm trying to do my best. You have no idea what that accomplishes up there. Yeah. Not always what we feel is, is, is what we're accomplishing. It's very important to remember that. I, before we go on to the next question, I just I think many people have a hard time just because there's so much going on, um, and, and different svarim, different inyanim, different uh, because there's so much and they don't know where to start. And even if they do start, they're not sure what they feel and they're confused. That that's a, a place where many people maybe easier they just shut down. Like oh, I don't know where to start. It's very important not to judge yourself. I was once by Rabbi Yaakov Meir Shechter's on Gesund Stark, and he told, I asked him, like, well, if you speak to a rabbi, what should you say? And he said that the biggest mistake people make in Yiddishkeit is that you have to feel his soyrus, you have to feel his slavis. On the one hand, you have to talk that way. On the other hand, it doesn't mean that those mitzvahs are the success. It's the ones that are tough and you're doing your best. That's what scores big in Shemayim. Wow. Okay, so let's go to a, a, a very a practical question that came in. Not so practical, but somebody who is hearing the Seder for different ages, little kids, older kids, some are more interested, some less. What, what are some practical tips that you can give to someone to prepare? You know, we have a few days to prepare now for the Seder, which he has many different ages by the Seder. Um. I, I think you have to focus on the youngest age. I think the older people will enjoy living with the younger kids. It's, it's not realistic to expect the younger kids to sit there like Mekalach, if they're normal kids, and listen to the older ones. Uh, some, you know, the Rebbe in class always has that, you focus on the better kids, you focus on the middle, you, right, there has to be the bell-shaped curve, which is one of the great rules of education. Um, I have it all the time. I'll, I'll tell, you know, I, I, people will call me to say a story. I said, to what age? Well, we're putting first to eighth grade. I said, it doesn't work. What's, what's funny for a first grader is not funny for an eighth grader. Actually, for eighth graders, nothing is funny. It doesn't possibly them to laugh. But um, it's, it's, it's different. The whole nuance is different. So what happens by a Seder? And I think that the, the focus has to be on, on the younger kids. The focus has to be on the younger kids. It's their night. You, you want to plug in a Muna 
as early as possible. And the older kids come along with it. Most of the younger kids usually fall asleep toward the end of the Seder. And, and who says if the older kid has a Dvar Torah on Vahusha Amda, he has to say it by Vahusha Amda. As you're saying the Haggadah, by the time the little kids are sleeping, there's plenty of time left to, to listen to the older ones. I think it's a mistake to say when you get to Manishtan and let everyone say they're different Torah and Manishtan and there's a long line. This kid has a 20-minute Dvar Torah. This kid has a 25-minute Dvar Torah. And before you know it, it's six weeks after Shulis. Um, go focus on the younger ones. The younger ones and the older ones should be part of it. They should applaud for the younger ones. We have this song that every little kid that he sings the Manishtana, everyone should be involved. In other words, like, a, well, it's Shimmy said the Manishtana, so who thinks it was? Let's sing a song for Shimmy. Get everyone involved in helping you be Mechanach, the younger ones. Easier said than done, but I think that's the mouth. Beautiful. Okay, okay. Uh, we have a live question here on. Yes, thank you so much, Rabbi Shechter. Two questions, please. Number one, we have a mitzvah, that the father should give a Messiah to the children, and yet the children come with huge Haggadahs, and they want to share what they've learned. And even if you tell them that you'll um, listen to them and you'll be happy to give them treats on Yantif itself, they are primed to want to share at the Seder. How does one deal with that kind of tension? Right, Rosh Schwab uh, talks about that. He says that today the mitzvah changed from we got it to Levincha to we got it to Yavicha, that the kid comes to, to do it. And also, Rebbe's have to be printers and graphic artists and print Haggadahs, and they have to start from the uh, day after Sukkot. It's, it's, it's all, I don't know, it's all debatable. There's, there's a beauty to it. I'm not saying it's all, everything has its, uh, has its ups and downs. Um, really, I, I, I explain to my children, I, I want you to, I want to hear your Devei Torah. I, in my family, I did it. It worked. By the morning, Sudais, everyone said their Devei I said, the Seder night, we have to move. We want to get everyone involved. We want to lose everyone. And I tell the children, I can't really focus on what you're saying that much. So in, 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 by, the, by, the, by the morning, Suda, is, there's, there's less pressure. And everyone comes with their Haggadahs, and they say their Devei That's what I used to do. And write them big, beautiful mitzvah notes. Who says it has to be mamish by the Seder? It can or can't work. You have to know your child if your child has a need for it and he wants to get the attention by the Seder. But you, you have to try to control it because you, you can't expect everyone else to, to sit around. But make it your business that at one point during Pesach, you want to hear all of their Divrei Torah and, and, and the parent has to have the patience and really show that you're interested and explain to them you're more focused. And I think once the kid gets... Get, has a chance to say his Torah and, and, and the parent says, wow, that's so amazing, and you want to add something to it, and you write a nice note for the kid. I don't know if the kid has to say it by the Seder. I think there's plenty of opportunities, plenty of meals. There's 14 suders, there's Pesach, and there's Chalamoid. And if you're one of those people that like gets together with your family, Chalamoid, and, and uh, you know, it doesn't have to be an adventure land, just have a nice little suda together with them. And th- there are beautiful times to be able to do it, I think. Thank you for the very pragmatic answer. If I can just ask another quick question. Yes. Um, there's a solemnity to the night, and Fazedi is not a jokester and is leading, wants to lead a more solemn Seder. And the children, um, I, I think the grandchildren would enjoy the solemnity, but the children, the, that middle generation, is a more of a jokey light-hearted generation how does one deal with the tension of the solemnity versus the um more frivolous um situation right very very common very 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 common situation you know shlana zaman arabach never sat at the head of his seder table 
until he was in his, it's only was in his 80s or high 70s. His, his in-laws lived with him. And his father-in-law led the Seder. And eventually his in-laws moved in with him. And he was in his 70s. And even after his father-in-law passed away, because his mother-in-law lived in his house, she outlived his wife. She lived like 100, 100, 102. He never sat at the head of the Seder not to make his mother-in-law feel bad. People ask Rav Shlomo Zalman, but this is your, uh, like, this is your night, right? Rav Shlomo Zalman said, that this is how the Rabbani Shalom created the situation, okay? And my, my night is showing cover to the grandfather. This is my night. I have plenty of times to talk to you. It's, it's, it's very hard. The Seder is very, very special. But if you talk to the kids beforehand, you say, this is our challenge. That our challenge is that, you know, Zaydi should feel good by the Seder. And don't expect them to do it the entire night, but at least the first half hour, at least, let's say, till after Magad, after Shulchan Aruch, let things loosen up. Then let's try to respect it. This, this, is, this is our mitzvah. This, this is a school for Rikhas Yamim. But you have to prepare them before, and then you have to explain that, that this, this is our challenge, and the Ganesh Baruch Hu gives everyone their challenge, and it's a beautiful challenge to have a Zaydi by the table. And, um, and then Zaydi says, no! You know, try just don't roll your eyes and just shake your head. And, and the Ba'an Hashem has a tremendous amount of because there's going to be a time we're going to talk to Hashem and say, please, please, and Hashem would want to say, enough already. And Hashem says, no, no, no. You listen to your Zaydi, I listen to you. Okay. Yes. We have another live question. You're I'm not right. saying all my answers work, but I'm saying it's food for thought. Okay, go ahead. I remember somebody, somebody once came to talk to me about sibling rivalry. What my what my response was, and I, I was I was in a camp, and I was sitting there by a picnic table, and I was giving them all my ideas, and I saw from my uh, rearview mirror, my peripheral vision, my ten year old boy was chasing my nine year old daughter with a negelvasa shisel full of water, and he threw it at her. She ducked. She's good, and it, it hit. It washed up the feet of my thing, and he goes, "Whose kids are those?" And I had no clue. No. <laughs> so uh, again, it's good that we discussed this. It's good. I'm not saying all my answers work, but. It, it, Let's have it in our mind. Okay. Okay, you're on. Hi, Rabbi Shafter. How are you? Yes. Enjoy your shiurin. Yes, um, thank you. Okay, so I have my question. I think will benefit many people in different, you know, aspects. Um, I have a son that has, uh, for about seven years, struggles with the appreciation for Yiddishkeit. About five years ago, we had a guest at the Seder that saw his disinterest the first night, and it obviously bothered her very much. So at the second Seder, before we even started, she sat down and she was like, the Russia, he's really a good person and he's really whatever. She went on and on for like five minutes and we all wanted to go under the table, but my son knew exactly where it was directed. And till today, which is five years later and he's 23, it still bothers him. Like Ovashad as it came up and he's like, oh, the Russia, like whatever. So I have two questions. Oh, wow. One question is how, how can we help him get over his hurt feelings? And the second question is, how do we get through the four sons, which, you know, many people have children with different issues that may point fingers at them. How do we get through the Seder without pointing fingers, with, with making it, you know, without right. anyone being on So I always preface this, Vart, by my Seder for this reason, but it's particularly that reason. Um, it's, it's, you find it a lot in the Torah's Chabad, maybe somewhat in the Maral, I think, a little. The, the four sons are, are each, each and every one of us. Okay, there are times in our life we are the Chacham, and there are times in our life we are the Tam, and there are times we are the Russia, there are times we are the any day of Lish. You know, the, the, the Vel says, how come every year there are so many new Haggadahs? The reason there are so many new Haggadahs is because last year's Shani day Lish was this year's Chacham, right? So it keeps changing. But really, 
there our amuna goes in cycles. There are times that our amuna is high. There are times that we're close to a kadosh baruch Hu. That's why we're compared to the moon, right? Sometimes it shines. Sometimes the sun shines. The the, the way the shechina runs through us. And I always say that. I always say we're going to talk about the arbarbana, but you should know we are all the arbarbana. There are times in my life I did things that would qualify me as a Russia. There are times in my life, there's no Russia in the world in times of his life that didn't do things that qualify him as a Chacham. There's no Chacham in the world that didn't do things in his life that qualify him as a Russia. Um, because we have a Yetzirah and we have a Yetzirah. And what we're doing here is we're going through our own lives. We're going through the four elements of our own lives. We're, we're being realistic with who we are and we're trying to draw it together. And for that reason, we, my kids laugh at me, but, that, but that, that's what we do. Um, we, we um, you know, it's, it's what you can say to a son when someone says something as, uh, as hurtful as that, explain that, you know, the, it, it was very painful what that, what that person did. And obviously it was totally out of our control. And I promise you, promise you that we do not look at you as a Russia. And we know we don't know we know you're in, we don't know you're in the Sinais, only Hashem does. And for all we know, you are the biggest tzaddik that is here. Because I know you're trying, I know you want. And you just know what that person said, just make it very clear. There should be a disclaimer. What can you do? It's it's you know, it's 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 guests are a challenge also. That's a whole different topic, right? You know, especially a guest that doesn't uh let's say doesn't act accordingly, but doesn't fit, doesn't realize their role, how to fit into the family process. Amazing. And, uh, and you'll be so you'll see you're going to see you're going to have the most nachas on this one. It always happens. Um, you're going to see. I mean, we have confidence in that. Okay, I'm sure. And we love him for everything that he is. Yes, very. Just keep the lines of communication open. Just keep yes. talking. That's what it is. Okay. Let's get to some questions that were sent in. Okay, if anybody wants to ask a question, text Alshaparnas. We have uh, a little bit more because he has to go early. So let's cover Ryan. So general questions, perfect for this week. People sending in, they, you know, they, they again. If they get very anxious, you know, but chametz cleaning properly. If they did enough, they didn't do enough behind the couch, under the sink. Like again, I'm not in a lochik rov type of shy. Obviously, I have to ask you rov, but like, what what's the proper way to like clean the house for Pesach without feeling that tremendous amount of anxiety? You know, the Imre Chaim, the Vision Sereva, who I think his yard site is is one. Of, maybe it was today even. He used to say that the Velt makes a mistake. That everyone makes a mistake. They say. Should have a happy Purim, Purim Sameach, and they say a kosher in Pesach. He says, I say just the opposite. I say a kosher in Purim. A lot of people don't have a kosher Purim. They get drunk, they confuse Simcha and just plain, you know, getting rid of your tensions. They, they, they try to be happy on someone else's cheshman, on someone else's, uh, someone else's back, and they, they're totally distorted about what true Simcha is. So I, I give people a bracha, they should have a kosher Purim. Pesach, I give them the bracha to have a Pesach Sameach. Because so many people are under such pressure on Pesach. Hashem does not want us to be depressed. Hashem wants us to do our best. Hashem says, I made my effort. I tried. I did mine, HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And you should know, when the Yetzirah comes along and tells you that you didn't do enough, big problem is when your mother-in-law tells you you didn't do enough. But some say that's the Yetzirah, that's the mother-in-law, right? But the, that, that is a mice of Baldava. Once something is done, I did my best. It says every person is supposed to have Vahosit. You know, it says Vahosir Satan, remove the Satan Mulfanenu, Mechreinu from before us and after us. The Satan before us wants to say there's no point in doing it. It's not going to work. The Satan after us says you blew it, you know, you didn't do one good thing. Um, 
where Kaddish Baruch Hu does not expect us to be malachim, doesn't expect us to be angels. And most of the cleaning for Pesach is emotional. You're not over unless you had a kezayis of chametz in, in one place. Most of us don't have a kezayis of chametz unless your two-year-old left a cookie in the stroller somewhere you cleaned 10 times. And you have a two-year-old because Baruch Hu knows that's what two-year-olds do. But, of course, the, the Ramah says, don't chas v'shalom. You shouldn't make fun of the women that are scratching the, scratching the walls and cleaning the tables. We, we, we do our best. Anytime, the rule is, and Siva Shalom says this so many times, anytime after a mitzvah, where the Yetzirah comes along and says, you didn't do this right, you blew it, that is the Yetzirah, because he knows how precious that mitzvah is in Shemayim. And, and especially when we let it out on others. You know, someone said that uh, dust is not chametz, and children shouldn't be the carbon Pesach. Um, we do our best, and that's it. And, and, and come, there's a mitzvah of Simchas Yamtev. The whole cleaning for Pesach is to come into Yamtiv with a clean slate. Come into Yamtiv. If if the cleaning of Pesach causes a disinterest, it causes a sense of depression, then that you're defeating the entire purpose. Okay. You're on. Live question. Hi, Rabbi Yes. <clears throat> um, my boys in Mesifton Beis Medush are really solid, Baruch Hashem. They invite uh, to Amen. They go to very strong yeshivas. They learn well, great reports. They come on Ben Azmanim, and sometimes they, they don't crack a safer like for days after slept them out of bed at nine. Um, I don't want to push them too much and be the, the aggressive parent and, uh, you know, come across at the same time. Is it okay? Like they don't learn for three weeks. Maybe they talk and need such a big break. So, how do we balance, you know, loving them and be machazic them at the same time? You know, like they're really not opening a Gemara for like days at a time. Right. Very common. Very, very common question. Um, first of all, schlepping them out of bed at nine o'clock, you have to know how to do that. You do that very, very tactfully. I just want to tell you that I once uh, read and actually saw a clip of this. Somebody asked uh, Rav Shteyman, um, what should I do if my son doesn't wake up for this Makriyishma? And Rav Shteyman said, wake him up once. And if he doesn't wake up, should I schlep him out of bed? And he says, if he doesn't wake up, then let him sleep. Your, your responsibility is to, your yoytze, your, your chiyav, by telling him once. That's it. Let, let things flow. Once it becomes a challenge, the chances are whatever you're doing, once it becomes a, uh, a tug of war, whatever you're doing is going gonna, is gonna to backfire. I think also by getting kids to learn a ben asmanim, this is what I found, tell a kid you go learn doesn't work. Telling a kid you know, it's my dream to learn with you. In other words, offer yourself. Let's learn for 10 minutes. Just I, 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 all, You're in yeshiva all year. Such a nachos. Can you do it for me? Because one day you'll be able to do it for your own kids. I think once you say to a kid, come, let's learn something together, you're not just uh, standing on a pedestal and you're going off to do whatever you want to do. And it's like the Chazaynish once saw someone slap his kid for talking during davening. And the Chazaynish told him, you just taught your kids two things. You taught him not to talk during davening. He also told him that it's okay to be angry. He also taught him, included in that, that if you're angry, it's okay to hit. And the chances are that he's not going to stop talking during davening because he doesn't see his father stop talking during davening. I, I, I don't mean to be so uh, sharp, but I think that when you tell a kid, I know teenagers, right? When, when you tell them, come, let's learn together a little bit. Come before Mechamarev. Don't put the pressure on. Can you like learn 15 minutes before Mayer? Let's, let's finish the Mishnabura, the halachas of the Seder. Let's, let's, make, let's finish Avi Psachim. Let's, let's do a Tanakh together. 
I know kids don't like learning with their parents sometimes. The Shin of Arav said the Yetzirah will do anything to keep a kid from learning with his father. But on one hand, on the other hand, sometimes a kid says, if my father's willing to spend the time with me, then there's a feeling of, of going out to do it. You know, you're telling me to learn and you're going out to play golf. I'm not saying that's you're doing it. You're going out to work. And you're, you know, Let's do this together. I think sometimes, uh, sometimes it does work. And also never, never say like, you know, did you learn anything today? You went through a whole day without learning? Don't don't touch up the kid. Don't don't assess his character state. Don't give him a character assessment where, where he rates on it. Just come. Maybe we want to learn together. Let, 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 let's do something together. It made me feel so good. I think many kids will appreciate that moment. Thank you. You're hey, welcome. Sir, My pleasure. A bunch of questions I want to get to tonight. We can still hop around, okay? Yes. Now those actually give shorter answers. That's a nice no, way of no, saying no, 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 Hashem, the excellent, really, really Moridic. Okay. Okay. I didn't say they're not going to answer. It's just shorter answers. Question, you could, you could touch it both ways, so maybe if you want to go both angles, okay? Okay. This way the question is, I have a few te- teenagers, and they're not interested in what I have to say by the Seder. They are basically doing their own thing. How do I get them to be involved? So, again, either A, the father is saying tremendous amount of terror, and they have zero interest, or the other way, the father is zipping through it, and they are they, they're saying their Torahs, they're busy with their own things. Like, so... How do I get them to be more involved? Right. Um, you can show an interest in what they're saying, even though you don't particularly think that that's what they should be saying now. That always sometimes uh, starts the, the conversation. I think it's also very important to understand you're not going to change anybody. Parents are not going to change kids. Kids aren't going to change parents. The, the, the trick of the say is to try to make things click, click into place. Um, I... I, I don't give long divrei Torah by the Seder. That's not the myths of the Seder. The myths of the Seder, I think the Seder didn't uh, uh, writes that. The myths of the Seder is not to say, oh, Rambam, that really explains why there's four kashas in the Manashtana, not six. The, 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 the myths of the Seder is the basic sipper you'd see as Mitzrayim. And um, I, 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 once, I once did with my kids, I said, you know, you're going to tell us, you're going to read about, tell us any medrash about Makas Dam, you tell me any medrash about Makas Fardaya, you tell me, and when they roll their eyes and say, you know, this is the real myths of Cypriotius Mitzrayim, this is really what it is. Um, you're not by a pulpit, the night of the Seder. It, it, it wasn't meant to be there. It's not the Shabbos HaGadol's Rosh. The, the Seder is the myths of Cypriotius Mitzrayim. The kids are showing a Disinterest, knows they're showing a lack of respect to you, which is a general problem. But the, the the night to fix that is not the night by the Seder. Just try to try to go with the flow, and try not to put them in a position. So let's say they feel your Seder is going too fast. So 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 tell them, you know what, the kids are the kids kids are falling asleep. Maybe it's going a little bit quicker. Right afterwards, right after benching, we're going to go really slow on the nirtza. Okay, and that's when I fall asleep anyway. So you can do it. Try, try to work with them. Try to understand them. If they're saying your Seder is going too slow for them. So say, okay, up until this point, up until the main mitzvah of Sipri, up until Go Yisrael, we're going to go slow. Afterwards, we're going to try to move things on a little bit. Work with them. Understand that. Um, that the children don't respect their parents is an issue, but it's not the issue to be settled the night of the Seder. The interesting question that came in, Hemshech, on what you're saying, is uh, some people are confused what it should a Seder really look like? Because on one hand, whether it's the grandfather, where they picked it up, or by the Rebbe, um, it, was, it was very, very serious, you know, serious, massive. And over here, you know, we, we, we're discussing how to make it enjoyable. 
and sit and connect. So what's the balance? How do we, how do we have the balance between a seder and some people from that itself, they want to have a real seder, and then they have the kids. So you got to connect. Everybody say that the, the parents dress up, power, they make it like a whole, I'm not, I'm just saying, it was just interesting to see that, you know, people just... You know, obviously everyone has to have their parameters, okay? And you have to make it work. And there, there has to be some semblance of, 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 of their charetz. I think it's very, you know, so how, how do you, how do you bachlal, differentiate between litzonis, which is the worst thing in the world, right? Katleitzim is not makabot meyashchina, and simcha, which is the most powerful thing in the world. How do you, how do you separate the two? What's litzonis and what's simcha? So Zerav Shalom Shadron, Zerav Tzadik Bracha, he used to make it. Sometimes he would, sometimes he would be extremely serious, and people would cry. And sometimes he would be extremely funny. And one Friday night in Zichron Moshe, his father-in-law went over and gave him a slap. In those days, that could happen, and the son-in-law didn't hit back. That's, that's how it was in those days. And uh, he told him with sonus in a bismedrish. So Reb Shalom said, "Okay, maybe my career is over. This is my style." And he went to the Chazayin Ish, and he asked the Chazayin Ish, um, "Is is what I'm doing with sonus?" And the Chazayin Ish took the question very seriously. He said, Shalom, basically he said to him, I want you to do for me your funniest routine. And Shalom said, okay, this is my, my whole future depends on this. And he stood there and I made all the funny faces and I did the funniest, like, you know, marshal that I ever did it. And the Chazaynish stood there for a few minutes, leaning over and thinking, and I'm, I'm waiting for the ruling. And the Chazaynish told me, he said, Shalom, if the Megidim in the Heimvot Mazayiret, if the Megidim back home would have, would have spoken this way, we would have lost... We, we, I don't remember his exact word in Yiddish. It's hard to translate it, but he said we would have won 50% the battle against all those who were lost, the communists and the Bundists and so on, to, to, to the great portions of Kali Sol that fell apart. And I once heard from the Skolani Rebbe, an unbelievable, clear distinction, three guidelines. What's the difference between and Simcha? Simcha, in order for it to be Simcha, not Litzanis, it has to meet three criteria. A, that it's fine, that it's able. B, that it's not on someone else's chesed. No one is being hurt. You're not ridiculing anyone. You're not making fun of anyone, not directly, indirectly. And third, that your, your kavana isn't to loosen up. Your kavana is to, is to make people happy. And I think that that's a kind of a guideline. The guideline is, I want people to be happy by the seder. And the Bechlal says, Lashon Hara, as bad as it is all you, but the seder is like really terrible because the whole Pesach is Pesach. But I think that if you bear in mind these three things, I, I, I need to do whatever it takes to make people happy, and if I have to loosen up a little bit, I loosen up a little bit. As my guideline is that no one is being hurt over here. That I'm not saying something which is not not clean, but it doesn't reach a certain level. And that my, my kavana is to generate simchas yantav. I think if you keep that in mind, then that's a healthy balance. Beautiful. Wow. Okay, a few more questions. We're going to get try to chaperain. Um, it's a general question. It's just interesting. It's coming. This uh, it's interesting. This will be my first year making a Pesach Seder for a big family. This person has a big family. We, we had this question when we started the year two years ago. Everybody was making the Seder. The, the, the newlyweds were making the Seder. And the, you know, now it's getting this question this way. But basically, a person who never really made a Seder has a huge family. So the oldest is 18. Where do I start? What tips can you give me not to lose focus? How do I start for the first time making a Seder? It's good to sit down with your kids. And I did it the first time I made a Seder. It was always by my parents and my in-laws. And then at one point... Um, whatever my mother wasn't well, I had to be home. And, and I sat down with the kids. They were, they were, you know, 12, 11, 10. I said, okay, what are we doing for the Seder? Let's, let's do a quick dress rehearsal. And I drew them in 
How are we going to do it? How much time are we going to do it? And once they felt they were part of the planning commission, I think they were, uh, they were much more cooperative. You have to do what's, what's good for you. It, it has to be your nature. It has to be, um, I have different nagunim. That's how we discuss which nagunim we should sing for each of the pieces of the Agada. And we change them sometimes. A lot of times we stick to it. And uh, it's something the kids look forward to. And we have our, uh, you know, there's the, I remember there's, there's, there's a story that somebody came, the, the Belzerov once went to look at the Amarats, Amarats Seder, and he heard him say, um, right, the connected Barbonim Dibetaira, and he went, everyone stand up. Echad, Chacham, because he thought by Echad you have to do it. So we all do it together. We go, Echad, Chacham, Echad, we do it every week. Little things to keep, little nuances that keep things. Uh, Keep things rolling, and I have it like throughout, throughout the entire Haggadah, and uh, it a change, a simcha. They, they kind of look forward to it. P- plan, plan in uh, something to break the monotony, so to speak, because we're not on the madriga to to see the malachim that we're supposed to. I remember um, three years ago when I, when people were making say the first time, they were selling um, a pamphlet that tells you exactly what to do. It's called the uh, Haggadah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you, you follow, you know. <laughs> I remember I was in a swarm store, and there was a safer there. The safer said, How to become a rebel Yashif? Someone said, How do you become a rebel Yashif? He said, Look, there's a shas and a shulchan aruch. That's how you want to read a book. I mean, that just learn that, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, the question that came in over here from, from a teenager, he's in the yeshiva all year. Now he's home from Pesach, and he pers- uh, he says, I personally don't enjoy my father's Seder. He has his, his own chumras, his own pshatim, and he's, there's a lot of stress. What can I do not to feel the anxiety? What tips? He has to build an emotional wall around himself and say, my mitzvah is kibbit avein. This is my mitzvah. This is what a Baruch Hu wants from me. Kajbarhu knows who my father is, Kajbarhu knows who I am, and the Rabbanishlam put us together. And unless it's he's being abused, but he just has to put up to what his father is, then this is his mitzvah. His mitzvah is to be Mechabit, his father that night, because this is what it's all about. It's, it's, it's the hemshech of one dart to the other. This is my mitzvah. Are you maimin? You have a munah? That the Rabbanishlam gave you this father, and the Rabbanishlam put you in this matzah, then this is your job by the Seder. Unless your, your father's doing something wrong. And then there are halachis, give it aveim, how you correct the father. But he has to realize this, this is his elikos, this, this is his mitzvah, how he's being mechabed is his parents. That, that's his avoid for the seder. will come a time, and that's chus. His kids will be mechabed him, and he'll, he'll run a seder the way uh, he thinks he should run a seder. His kids will probably be thinking the same thing. That's usually what happens. I used to ask the eighth graders, uh, what does your seder look like? And you know, everyone had a difference. Some kids would say, uh, we were like we sit there like soldiers, you know, boot camp, you know, and even even a Shabbos table. What's your Shabbos table look like? Some kids will say, I don't know, we sit there and there was a lot of move. Can I take more crane? How many spoonfuls did you have already? Start Kamakadash. That's not the Kamakadash we sing. I said, In my house, it's not gonna be that way, okay? We're gonna enjoy our Shabbos table. And then and, and then you, some people will say, In my house, Shabbos was a hefkerville, and it was crazy. Kids running up and down, one guy with the chunk, one guy with that. I said, My house is going to be, there's going to be Seder, you know? So, really, every generation is worth correcting the previous generation. That, that's how it is. So, it's Peshet and Shayim, where you should be. Sorry? That's why the, so that's why the Zaydas and the, and, the, and the grandkids get along so well. And they are, uh, a good point. Very, very good point. I have to write that down. That's good. Shkayach. Yes. 
Okay, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch more questions getting a little teeth, but I, I want to bring this up a little bit. Somebody texted a question. Can you possibly give some chizik to singles who feel alone during Yomtev that is so family-oriented? People that are not married, mm-hmm. people that are divorced, who don't have their children. Different parts of them, you know. What, what chizik they do when they have Yomtev? And, you know, it's, a, it's beautiful when we have 20 kids and we have the Anaklach and everybody, but for the many people that don't have that, well, what, what could they take from the say? Then how could they get the chizik for, over for Pesach to, from that? Or a couple that's still waiting for children and it comes to the yep. Seder and everybody. The, the, just that, you know my pain. You know it. You know it. You put me in this situation. Just, I, I have to believe I'm not alone here tonight. You know my pain. It's, and, 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 and you, there's going to be a crack at the, there's going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Is going to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Now, the standard answer to that, which is much easier said than done, and some people take offense to it, is who knows? Maybe my pain, I, I need to feel it during this moment of pain. But th- that's going to be the answer to it. It could be, you know, like Ramelech Biedemann has a story about a, you know, a girl that a, they skipped her twice, and by the wedding, she felt such, she was so embarrassed. She smiled, she said, you know my pain, you know my pain. And right afterwards, someone came over and read a shadow. So that could be. I mean, it's going to be a breakthrough for tefillah. But I, I, I don't think it should be an anticipation for that this is going to break through my tefillah yet because you're saying I tried this so many times and it's not working. I, I, I think mim sukhaseyam yatzilam, the Bashamta says. Kadosh Baruch Hu, when you come down for Pesach and you visit, Eliyoyanavi comes down and he visits all the Pesach tables, you have a cheshben of each and every one of us. You know exactly where we are. You don't have to inject it through a vaccine. You, you know exactly where we are. I know you know my pain. I know you know my pain. Before you're even asking, just to say that. And I know what Kaddish Baruch Hu, that my pain is your pain, because that's what it says. And at one point, you try to come around and say, Kaddish Baruch Hu, please free, help your pain. Take me along with it. But it, it's so hard. I get the question all the time. And every, you know, I once took a man to a doctor, and I was... Um, an older yid in camp, and the doctor asked him, how old are you? I was translating. So he said, uh, tell the doctor he ate 75 afikaimans. So I told the doctor he ate 75, but the doctor asked him what afikaimans. He said, is he a wise guy? Like, why, why can't he just answer me? So I tried to explain to him that those 75 afikaimans were in his house. He came from a real rich home. They lived in Hungary someplace. And some of those afikaimans were, were, were in the ghetto, and some of the afikaimans were in a concentration camp. Some of the afikaimans were when uh, he struggled in a DP camp. And some of those Afikaimans were when he first got married and waited a while for children. And some of those Afikaimans were when his wife was very, very sick. Some of those Afikaimans were at a point that he was all alone. I said, he, he's looking back at his life now and he says, you know, on any given Seder, to me, I thought I'll never get past this. But somehow I'm here and all these 75 Afikaimans form, form the beautiful flowers on the, on the wall. And I know that there's a cheshman to it. That's what he's trying to tell you, doctor. I'm not sure if the doctor got it, but it was a very good lesson for me. Oh, beautiful. Okay, wow. That's a tough one. Okay, let's go. Yeah. A few more. Um, I, I think we said the answer to this, but I'm going to read the question because I think people can relate. I can relate to this. How to handle multiple children wanting to talk at the same part of that God and making sure everyone feels that just as important in saying the part, especially when overlaps. You know, when the kids come home, they have all the power sheets. They have a bunch of kids in the same age bracket. You know, before the Manashtana, that whole, you know, you know, that whole part. And that's where all of them are focused and they will have the booklets. It's like, you know, and then everybody's pushing to, to say it, speak at the same time. So. Plan it, plan it, plan it out before. 
we, we spoke before about the Shabbos afternoon say but the Manishtana, I, I generally it's with the little kids to say the Manishtana. That, that that's what it is. And I want to hear and by the fish, I want to hear from you. By the soup, I want to hear from you. From the chicken, I want to hear from you. And after the say, I want to hear from you. Make sure you want to hear from each one of the chalamoid. Go through it. Look at the books again. Give them, they should, they know that you care for what they have to say. I think it will relieve some of the pressure of having to say exactly what I say. Yes. Okay. Two more questions. Everybody. We covered some of them, but don't forget some people just came, so keep that in mind. <clears throat> I'm going through a very hard time personally in my life, and I'm feeling down and depressed. And Pesach is coming. How can I be machazic myself because I need the coaches to give it over to my family? So how can I pick myself up and be able to give it over if I'm feeling that Pesachov? Right, right. Um, Rev. Victor Miller always says that a husband, when he comes home and he touches the doorknobs, you have to put on, you have to turn on your acting abilities. It's very, very hard. It's tough. Been there, and uh, you have to get rid of your grouchiness, and you have to get rid of your, uh, you know, the bunch of things that we all know what it is, and then try to walk in and say, "Okay, I'm smiling," and it's hard to act. It's not easy. Um, just say to yourself, Rabbi Shalom, I owe it to my children. I owe it to my children. And just say, Rabbi Shalom, again, you know my pain. And say to the Kaddish Baruch Hu, look, I'm willing to start the ball rolling. And I hope, you know, it's always good to judge one Pesach to the other. When Every time they take out the Sefer Torah and they start reading Parashas Achrei, let's say, which we're going to be reading eight times, by the way, this year, Parashas Achrei. If you figure out from, right, from starting the Shabbos Bein Mincha. Achrei is the kapara. The Shinnavarav said, this is year. When a year comes out this way, Amish is constantly willing to be moichalas again and again and again. That's how you read it. But I always say, I'm reading Pashas Achrei or Pashas Kedoshim or Pashas Tesri or Pashas Mitzayra. As soon as the Balkaira starts, I say to myself, when was I last year Pashas Mitzayra? Okay? Well, first of all, I made it from last year to this year. I know that because I'm here. Thank you, Hashem, and I beg of you, Whatever my problem is on, let me be around here next year, Pashas Mitzvah. Take it from Pesach to Pesach. Say, I'm coming into Pesach. It's difficult. There's a crisis going on. I have to be happy for my kids. Hashem, help me do this. Help me in my acting abilities. And I ask you, I ask you, by the time next Pesach comes, it doesn't mean you have to wait till next Pesach for things to get better. But if, but if, if, if Eliyahu you know, would come and say, listen, this year you have to act. Next year, Pesach, it won't be an act. You're going to really be happy. And it's going to be the schus of your acting this year. And, and it happens. We're, we're ma'oyra, the chetzainis is ma'oyra, the pnimis. And I think if we work with that mahalach, this year I'm acting, next year it's going to be real. Repeat it to yourself again and again. It's a little, little bit of a boost, but it's, it's not easy. It is not easy. The Vedas Yisrael says a husband and a wife are furious at each other. And the husband says, I'm going to lose it now. My wife will kill me. I'll kill my marriage. And the wife says, if I tell my husband what I'm thinking, now it's all over. He smiles at her and she smiles at him. And a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, that means I have to smile at Klal Yisrael, even though they're not deserving to be smiled at. You have no idea what, the, what this act accomplishes in Shemaya. From, from your answers, it's um, and people talking to Hashem. I know there are people who are in pain. And they can't even talk to Hashem the way you're saying it. If somebody can talk to Hashem the way you're bringing it out, is is they're they're already on the right path. But there are people who struggle even to talk to Hashem. They're struggling in their amuna. So what Hashem says, understand when you're struggling in your amuna, that's also exerimanishmai. Why is somebody else not struggling in his amuna and I am? Because there's exera on me that I don't have amuna. So Hashem, you're doing this to me. 
In other words, try to fit Hashem in in all different directions because that's the reality. And that's sometimes a way in through the back door. I've used it myself plenty of times. Can I run away? Yeah, that's right. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. Very good. Um, a practical, a stickle practical, um, a, a younger man he, with his kids, he would love to give over, but Baruch Hashem, he still goes to Shreya and Shriga or to his parents. And the, the, also the balance, how he can give over to his kids while he's still sitting by his parents or Shreya and Shriga say that. Okay, so what does he want to do? He wants to have the feeling of giving over to his kids. He wants to be kind of the midst of Sipitzias Mitzrayim. He just calls over his little yingle and says, you know what, I'm the Barai, and then he was Mekayim the Mitzvah. So is it the Mitzvah that you need, or is it the point? No, this is my house, and my, and you know. He's the head table. Right? The Zayd is sitting at the head table. You know, so yeah. Kosh Baruch Hu knows exactly how long the Zayd is supposed to be around, and he, he made these arrangements, and Kosh Baruch Hu made the arrangements, it's good. A lot of times people say, but my, my father doesn't get it, he's sitting with the head of the table, it's not fear my kid should lose out. You know, say, so, I'll tell you, Mary de Gavart, um, Somebody else came to him, this in Karelis, he said there's a phone. In those days there weren't phones. It was public phones was a big thing in, in, in Israel, right? And we had to drop the Simon in. Remember the kids, when we made a hole in it and put a string and dropped it in and pulled it out. Why you were allowed to do it? No, you weren't. But uh, so there was a public phone in his building and the Bachram in the yeshiva after Seder, late at night, would come and use the phone at night because in the yeshiva they closed the phones after a certain amount of night. And somebody came to him, this in Karelis, he wanted to know if he could rip the phone out of the wall. Because it's a chutzpah, those bachrim are doing. They have no right to use this phone. They don't belong by this phone. And the phone belongs to the building. And it keeps me up at night. I'm not going to be up the entire night. So the Nissen said, what's keeping you up? The boys talking or the chutzpah that they're coming in? The friendship between the two. If, if it's the boys talking that's keeping you up, then we can work on it. We can get it. If it's the chutzpah, they have the nerve. What is bothering you about the Savior? I can't convince them my kids or... Who does my father think he is? I'm the father, right? These are, okay, these are the Nisiyanis of life, you know? And you're hoping that your children will have the same issues because you also be a father-in-law. Work with it, work with it. There's a pshara, there's, there's, there's a midway, and of course it depends who your father-in-law is, it depends who your mother-in-law is. But the bottom line is that you have to be maimen bashgacha pratis, this is my seder, talk to your children beforehand, say them, my job, my seder now, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and take them into part of it and you'll be giving them over a much more powerful lesson than probably any nice cute vatar you would have told them during the Seder. Beautiful. One last question, then we're going to go to closing. Make sure you can leave us with chizik by the closing. We have time? We have another few minutes if you want. Yeah, Yeah, but we're going to do the closing afterwards. Okay, okay. Yeah. This last question, a very tough question. I'm not, I don't know if you have the right answer for this question, but I think we should address it. Um, we'll make it more general. You know, What advice do you have for a wife or a mother who obviously is making yant and everything and the husband is you know, has much struggle, doesn't show much interest at the Seder, or involvement what can you do that the kids want to lose out? So, you know, the husband's obviously leaving the Seder, but for whatever reason, he going through his own matzah, he doesn't have the kaifas, and he can't pull the kaifas. Anything you can tell the mother to be machazic in such a situation. Wow, wow, wow. Um, you, you're not going to change your husband. Okay, it doesn't work. Wives do not make good mashgicha. It, it, it just doesn't work. Um, I, I think then you're in a sign then it's to avoid confrontation. Avoid confrontation. You can gently kind of push things in the right direction, but don't, don't try to change it because it's not going to work and, and it, it, it'll only backlash. It's, it's, and, and again, be my Munashalimah. put me into this matzah. At the end of the day, the say there's all about a munah. It's all about a believing that what has to happen has to happen. But again, I mean, assuming we're staying within normal, with, within norms, the, the key 
test of the Seder is to avoid con is to avoid confrontation. And that is not easy. No one said it's easy. Okay, beautiful. Let's go to closing and I'll just wrap it up. Leave us with a, a good mice episode when we get up to that. I'll give you two minutes to prepare. You know, we only have we have 540 people here live. I mentioned a thousand people here to mention this week. Leave the oil with a good story of that chizik. Okay, so first of all, Gershash to official chef for coming on and giving tremendous chizik to the oil and really, really breaking through some really practical questions. I'm just going to say what I took out of tonight at the end of the day is that Shem puts everybody in their matziv, exactly where they should be with, who they should be with. And that is what Pesach is. The Seder is to be where you are, with who you are, and that's what Hashem wants. That is the Yisoy of the Seder. And that, that, I mean, that's, that's what I take out of it. So tremendous chizik and shkodif again coming on Erev Pesach. Again, I think tonight, tonight's come out to 99. It's Yoyim Gadol. Ah, the big day of Pesach. So thank you for coming on. Again, if anyone wants to join the WhatsApp uh, status, I can send you on Sundays. It's 848-525-0066. And I'll send you the flyer every Sunday. And also, you can go to benachimbarifel.com and you could um, sign up for the emails every week. Again, if anybody's here the first time, every Sunday night at 9.30, we have all this year in Trenschizik. April 24th after Pesach, Sunday after Pesach, me and Menachem made a corporate decision not to have this year because we're going to be still cleaning up from Pesach. That's why we're here, to clean up after Pesach and help the wives. So for everybody else... You got it. For all the women that didn't want us to have the share, we did it for you. Hashem, May 1st, we have Rabbi Shlema Erlich. So he's a good friend of mine from Muncie. He's very chashu yid. We're talking about a very, uh, we're talking about very complex family dynamics, blended families, difficult situations. It's going to be a very, very powerful topic. He's a tremendous person. He's a lot of life experience. And um, please join us. It's, it's tremendous from the share. Anybody who knows who's in a situation, um, you know, blended family, remarried, divorced, anything like that should definitely come on. Um, Please be part of it. And again, everything is recorded tonight. Nachem will be on Menachem Berfeld's website. If anybody has any questions for Menachem or for Rabbi Shechtik, please email coachmenachem at gmail.com. Again, tonight's share is Shin 99. If anybody wants to hear it on our phone line, Nachem will be up later. The number is 848 grow. And I go to all the advertising sponsors, the Lakewood Scoop, Rabbi Yanin Chazak, Eli and Ariel from Five Town Central, Chayla Kafon Shulsam from JCN. And we're going to go to closing. And Shkoyach Rabbi Shechtik again for coming on. Coach Menachem, wrap it up for our Pesach. Thank you very much, Rabbi Shechter. And uh, like uh, Rabbi said, that what we take out tonight, the way, the way you, Rabbi Shechter says it, so with the pashtas, when something bothers you, something is not working the way you want, just talk to Hashem. That's straight to Hashem. And the mission, we should all have that. And, and like, I, I believe I take out the same thing. We all have a, a certain picture that we want in our life to look a certain way. And then when it doesn't, we have questions. But at the end of the day, what do we know? Again, we do have to be in touch with ourselves, what we want. But to realize Hashem runs the world, Ashgach Pratis. And the night of the Seder is a Muna, Bitochen, with Tefillah. And I don't want to leave out the, the make sure the other knows about the Vanitzak that uh, Rabbi Meilach Bidiman speaks about. The Vanitzak is a time when the Eden were screaming in Mitzrayim and Hashem listened. We could daven. And uh, we're not here to change anything, but Hashem wants to hear our tefillahs. And uh, it's a time to be aware, but in a way, there's a lot of letting go when we have that picture that we want and it's not working the way we want to be able to take that deep breath and realize that we would want something else, but Hashem, you know, you're the one and be able to breathe through those those emotions that come up and a good idea to do it before 
the Seder, like you could do it with your kids or without your kids, just imagine what would come up so that when it actually does come up, you're ready for it. And Hashem should help us all. We should be able to gain the Imun of to get it from our parents, give it over to our kids. And that's the Yisoyed of Yiddishkeit, the Imun of Thank you very much. Official Shechta, please leave us with different chizik. Okay, so first of all, the Vanitzak, every year in my house, before we get to Vanitzak, my Seder, I say over oh, there's a famous story with the uh, Abderav that somebody, uh, Paris was about to throw him out, and it was Shabbos Agadol, and he was all broken, and Paris came in during Shabbos, and uh, these are the Paris, means the landowners in Ukraine over the years, and they uh, burst into his house, they turned everything over, they threw the child out the window, it was Shabbos Agadol, and he was broken to pieces, and he decided to go to the Shabbos Agadol, Russia. And he stood there crying and crying, and he couldn't even get in. There was like another, like another zets. And he heard, he stood by a window, and he heard the Apterov giving a drush. And the Apterov said that when it comes the night of the Seder and the Yidden scream, the Apterov said like this, there's Goel Yisrael and Goel Yisrael. Hashem redeemed Klal Yisrael. Hashem is constantly redeeming Klal Yisrael. In Hashemayim, there's no past, present, or future. And Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim goes above time. And we bring down Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. And he's listening, he's listening. And finally, the Aptorov starts screaming. He says, let's say there was a Yid named Mechel. This guy's name was Mechel. And let's say the pirates broke into his house Shabbos afternoon. He goes, huh? how does he know? And he threw his chunt out the window. huh? And he goes, he should know that when you come to the Nitzak and you cry out to Hashem, Hashem will help you, Hashem will help you. And he came home and he starts dancing with his kids. He's screaming and dancing. You know what the pirate says? We really roughed up that Jew, huh? He's probably laying on the floor, crying, cowering. So they went to check it out. They said, he's cracked. He's dancing. He's dancing? The pirate said, I better try another mahalach. Um, so there's an union of my Vinitzak really to scream. So what we do in my family is before Vinitzak, everyone gets up and says, who we should daven for, who we should all have in mind. Someone says for so-and-so to have a shidduch, so-and-so to have a refuah shalema, for so-and-so to, you know, to have children. We all think of someone. And then I tell them, maybe there's someone that doesn't want to know publicly. Think in your mind. And we spend a good five, ten minutes on it. You have who to daven for, Vanitzak, you have who to daven for. And then we go, one, two, three, and we scream, we scream from Vanitzak, all the, those, those next couple of pieces. And there's like a... It's, 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 it's something that the kids like, we wait for that moment by the Seder, and it becomes very emotional, it becomes very, uh, becomes very uh, powerful. Um, there are a lot of screaming done by the Seder, and it's not always done by the Nitzak. Um, so I, I, I read a story, you know, there was this, uh, the, the, who was the terrorist that went into a shul in, or wherever, a synagogue in Austin, Texas, and he held up his gun, and the rabbi threw a chair at him, a bench at him. And now they took that bench and they put it into some museum of Jewish history to show the Jewish courage that he picked up the bench and he threw it at the thing. Let me tell you something. You know which bench you're going to have in Gan Eden? Not the bench you threw, the bench you didn't throw. The bench, the dish you didn't throw by the Seder. The one you said, no, no, I'm going to hold it. It is what it is. Let life run through. Let it go through. The Mirami Pano says a fascinating thing. Who was the first one to fulfill the mitzvah of Lamanta Saper, uh, Bincha Ven Bincha. Who was the first one to fulfill the mitzvah of Sifri Tzitzim Shrayan? Anyone? I don't know if we're open to the crowd. Who was the first one to do the mitzvah? Menachem. Menachem? He yeah, says the, fir- the first one, pushing it off onto Menachem. Very nice, Okay. The Mish first. Yeah. Yes. Why Mosh Rabbeinu? Because everyone else saw Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim. The only one whose kids didn't see Yitzhiyah Mitzrayim was Mosh Rabbeinu, because his kids weren't there. Yisrael brought them later. 
So that very first Pesach, the only one that could fulfill the mitzvah, then babies were born. But the, after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, the only one that could fulfill the mitzvah of Yitzhak Mitzrayim was Meshur Rabbeinu. He was the only one that could tell his kids this is what happened and apply a muna to it. Who was Lamanta Saper? Who was Ben Bimcha? Who was Maishu Rabbeinu's Enakal? Maishu Rabbeinu's grandchild was someone by the name of Yehoinasen. Who was Yehoinasen? You know who Yehoinasen was? He was a priest to the Avada. He became a priest to the Avada Zara. Yehoinasen was the priest, was the, was the Kaimer to Pesel Micha. Pesel Micha was an Avada Zara that lasted years and years and years till the times of David Melach. Yehoinus, Micha was the one that Moshe Rabbeinu went to yank the kids out when he saw Pari building them into bricks. He pulled this one kid out. Hashem said, okay, just letting you know I know what I'm doing. That kid was called Micha. Micha means squashed. He was almost squashed. Micha was the one when Moshe Rabbeinu went to get Yosef out of Mitzrayim to bring Moses' bones up. The Mitzrayim had buried Yosef in an iron coffin. And Moshe Rabbeinu wrote the words, Alei Shur, come up, Axe. Axe is Yosef Atzadik, Pcharshar Hadalai. And he took this Alei Shur threw it into the eagle, and out came the Chet Eagle. And Yehoinasen, what was the Koimer, was the priest for 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 uh, Micha, for Pesel Micha, for Nevaydazar that lasted. No one understands how it lasted all these years. Why David and Shlomo didn't it lasted four hundred years according to some sheet is much longer. And David and Melech made him his. So Yehoinasen misunderstood uh, what it means that uh, he thought you're allowed to for the sake of money, even do for Nevaydazar. Whatever the case was, so Yehoinasen had uh, a weakness when it came to Nevaydazar. And David Amelch made him a secretary of treasury. And uh, after at that time, it helped a little bit. And after, because he were in charge of money, so he felt better about it. It was easier for him to control his Messiah. After David Amelch's reign, he went right back to become the... Moshe Rabbeinu knew who this Yehoinus is. Moshe Rabbeinu was sitting here, the first Seder in the world, and the first person to do Sipri Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, and my grandchild is an Oivet Avay Dezara. Get out! Get out! No, no, no. Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem. This is my mitzvah. I'm the only one doing this mitzvah. It's the first one. And all the love in the world. At the end of the day, Yohannesson comes around. Yohannesson, God of Legima, Yohannesson gave food. I'm going through all Tanakh, the whole story. And uh, to, to Eidah Hanavi, who was lost in the desert. Because Yohannesson used to discourage people when they came into Peslamicha. He would say, Why would you want to bring a carbon to another desert anyway? He really was kind of, but, but, it, but I work here because this is my job. What should I do? And at one point, Rashi, so says the Marami Pano, Rashi says there were 48 Nevi'im. Two of them, Rashi lists them, two of them, I don't know who they are, says the Marami Pano, one was Yohannesen. Yohannesen was one of the Nevi'i Sheker for Yeruvim ben Avat, but he flipped around and became a Navi. He, he, from Navi Sheker, he's the only one that went up to become a real Navi Amos. You know why? Because he sat by Moshe Rabbeinu's Seder. And you're sitting there by a say there, and you're saying, oh, Rabbi Shalom, this kid is so out of it. He's doing me a favor. He's sitting here. He has no shaykhs to Yiddish guy. He is so, in Yiddish, there's an expression, he's extinguished. What am I doing? You want to shake him? You want to scream at him? What are you doing? No, 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 no. Just, I'm doing the Haggadah. I'm trying. I'm just connecting. I love you. Listen, listen to the story of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. If you say you don't believe it, deep in your heart, you do believe it. Listen, let it go into your ears. Let it be Aleph Avecha. And one day, one day, this Anakal became the Navi Emes. He became the one that was real. Nobody was real before him. So the, the Havas Yisrael used to say like this. He said, at the end of the Seder, he used to say, Rav Hashem, I gave you a Kazayas of Matzah. I gave you a Kazayas of Moror. Give us a Kazayas of Mirza. Give us a Kazayas of, of who you are. 
Where are we? It's a confusing world, you know? Big news this week, the social security offices opened up two years after COVID. They finally came back. It's good to work for the federal government, no? So I was wondering, I said in one of the other sure, imagine, you ever been in a government office, like you're in the middle of talking to them and bang, the gate comes down because it's lunch, right? You're like, so imagine this guy is saying, okay, I need one more signature here. If you can just do this, boom, lunch. Then COVID. Two years later, they come back. He opens up the gate. The guy's standing there, long hair. I need this signature, right? Um, we, we, we never miss the Seder. Claudius will never miss the Seder, COVID or no COVID. COVID had its messianess, had its tests. Each Seder is built on the previous Seder, and, uh, built on who we are. We're there. We're not missing. And the Kaddish Baruch Hu says, ask. Ask in your own heart. Bincha, ben bincha. And uh, you, know, you know what you all did tonight? You all got together and said, because there's a lot of more exciting things to watch, right? Um, you got together and you said, Shalem, I want to be good. I want to be good. I'm not sure how. I want to be good. I'll conclude with this story. Somebody said he had a Hungarian Rebbe after the war. Some say some of the Malamdim after the war took revenge for the Nazis on the kids, right? This Rebbe was a good man, but every once in a while, the, the, so, so he said the Rebbe used to curse them in Hungarian. When, he got, when the class got a little rowdy, he would say, and the kids were like, whoa. Then they calmed down a little bit. At the end of the year, they came to the Rebbe. They really loved him. They said, can you tell us what those words mean in Hungarian? He said, they're not Hungarian. It's not Hungarian. And we know you speak Hungarian, but that's not... A... So what's Samku Yarkan Birkin Kankras? He says, you know what it is? Look in the Rashi, in Parshish, look at Chumash, Parshish Tetzava, says the stones of the Cheshen, that the Kain Gadol war, Oidem Pidita Berekes, the Targum says, Samku Yarkan Birkin Kankras. So when you get all angry, I said, they're getting me so angry, it's so frustrating, but they're gems, they're beautiful gems, that's what I meant. So they said to the Rebbe, so why didn't you say Oidem Pidita Berekes? Why did you say Samku Yarkan Birkin Kankras? So he said, I wanted you to think I'm cursing you Hungarian, but really I wasn't cursing you. Really, what, what was he doing? He was taking his frustration and he was converting it to gems, to bracha. We, we all we have frustration Seder night. It's going to be somebody's going to eat chizik. Sometimes the husband has to be mechazik the wife, the wife, the husband, the father, the son, the son, the father. Play your role, whether you're the one that needs the chizik to have the courage to accept it, whether you're the one that has to give the chizik the courage to give it. Take, take that moment of klala and convert it to bracha. There's no better night than the night of the Seder to be able to do it. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure. Kashen Freyloch and and a Everybody here, they want a bracha. A bracha for Pesach. A bracha. Pesach Simeach. Amen. Happy Pesach. Everything will fall into place. And a kosher Purim. Kosher Purim, right. Okay, everybody, have a kosher Simeach. A beautiful Pesach. Hashem will see you May 1st. And enjoy Pesach. Thank you, Rabbi Shekhtar. Hi, it's Coach Menachem here. If you enjoyed, please consider supporting us with a small monthly monthly donation to help sustain the future episodes and it'll be greatly appreciated thank you in advance